Alrighty, guys, let's talk bikini. Today in the studio, you have me, Jess Johnson. Me, Steph Carms. And myself, Claire Bonacorso. And we are lucky enough to have Frankie Lee in the studio today. Welcome, Frankie. Thank you for having me, girls. Welcome, welcome. We what, appreciate you what, being what, here. What a welcome it was as well. Like, you're waiting out on the street for me. <laughs> and honestly, I'm telling you now, yeah, th- this, this podcast... Honestly, it has, has the most glue action in Australia. <laughs> There's some dump trucks on this podcast. I mean, what do you expect? Three IFBB bikini pros. Oh, go easy. So. <laughs> <laughs> she's, pulled it, she's pulled it out already. She's pulled out the flex. She's like IFBB. <laughs> yes, I <laughs> love that. All right, Frankie, tell us about yourself. We'd love to um, share with the listeners your background. I suppose, I suppose, in essence, my my background and obviously how I know you, Jess, is obviously you you've listened a bit to my podcast. So I've got I've got a podcast. Mm-hmm. the frankie lee podcast but my i used to be a professional boxing trainer like many moons ago um and i think we're going to dive into into that and obviously some of our learnings from that hopefully your audience can get some mindset kind of development stuff from that and i own contentremoval.com as well so hopefully we can have a little chat about that and some of the stuff that i've done with that as well and whatever whatever you you girls want to ch- throw at me yeah, yeah that sounds good Yep, so if you guys have any OnlyFans pickies out there or ex-boyfriend pickies that you, you don't want them having, I've, you know I, the yeah. man. I, I'm the one responsible for you lads not getting Jess Johnson's nudes. So <laughs> like, uh, if you've got any complaints about that, hit me up on the DMs. Frankie's got them all. <laughs> <laughs> He's selling them hot. <laughs> all right, um, let's delve into mindset. Um, so you're talking about that you're a professional boxer and trainer. Um, how did you get into that? So I suppose boxing has been a big part of my life um, for my whole life, really. Um, but there was a, there was a time that I'll, t- I'll tell you a quick story about a little bit of a backstory. So there was a time in my life when I was aspiring world amateur number one, Michael Maguire, right? And uh, then he got put into put in prison. So he goes off to prison. Cut, you know, he's in prison six months. I'd been, I'd trained my ass off my whole, the whole six months is inside. Cause obviously like I wanted to, I'm thinking to myself, when this kid gets out, I want to, sh- I want to have stepped up my level, stepped on my level. He, he comes out of prison. He's overweight. He's, he's, he's fat. He's carrying, carrying different weight, all this stuff. He's literally completely out of shape, right? I'm in the best shape of my fucking life. Mm. And we go into this, go into sparring, right? And we start sparring. And this, it was like being involved in the fucking matrix. And it was at that point that I knew that that's the difference between the 0.001% in my sport and, mm. the, and the top 1%. And it's like with you girls that do IFBB and like a lot of the girls that listen to this that are trying to be IFBB, right? They're all out there wondering, you know, they're all out there trying to pursue this IFBB thing, right? Because that's what you girls do and they're looking up to you. But I think it would be good for the, for the audience to understand the difference between the, the top 1% and the top 0.001% which you girls are. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So that's that's a bit of a backstory of why I pivoted. So I, after that, I, was, I decided, fuck, you know, when I'm laying there on my back in the middle of a boxing gym, just been laid out by w- assessively what is. Yes, he's yes he's the top not not one percent, but he's overweight. He's out of shape. I'm laying there on the fucking canvas. I've just been cleaned up by this kid who's just come out of prison. Right? He's out of shape. Mm. So I'm laying there and I'm thinking to myself, this this is not for me. Like m- my lad is against the wrong wall here. So. Because all my life I'd been conditioned to doing what doing what the world wanted me to do, I thought, what's next for Frankie? So I thought, oh no, I'll just be a professional boxing trainer. So then I went mm. all the way down there pursuing this professional boxing training route. The problem, <laughs> the problem was with that, I actually became one of the youngest professional boxing trainers to get licensed. Yeah. So then my goal was, to, my goal was always like, oh, prove everyone wrong, chase this dream, chase this dream. The whole fucking time I was chasing this whole pro boxing trainer, boxing, all this background was all predicated on the fact that I was I was doing it because I thought that's the way that the world wanted me to see me rather than how, who I wanted to be. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, definitely. And I think when I hit when it hit me, right, I was I was walking towards it was Jeff Horn versus Gary Cochran. And I was in Gary Cochran's corner. So you imagine, right? I walk out in, in front of 14,000 fans at this point. This is like the biggest fucking night. This is meant to be like, uh, um, I imagine it's the like same. Olympia, as, I yeah, guess, I imagine, yeah, I imagine it's the same as you girls walking out in Madrid uh, or you girls, you girls got your pro card in Japan, right? You're walking out, there's 14,000 people there all looking at you, right? Michael Buffer stood there, Gary Cochran, Jeff Horn. 
it's the fucking world title fight. Jeff Horns just took this belt off Manny Pacquiao the previous fight. I'm stood there and he's announcing, let's get ready to rumble and all this shit. And I'm stood there and I'm like, fuck, I feel fucking empty. Mm. And I realised in that moment when that fu- after, after that fight, I'm sat in the changing rooms. It's like, I thought to myself, fuck, I've spent 20 fucking years pursuing something that wasn't even for me. Mm-hmm. And I just think that so many people that probably listen to this podcast, that yes, they are they wanting to be an IFBB pro model for themselves? Mm. Or are they wanting to be that because they want to put it in the Instagram bio? Mm-hmm. Mm. Massive. Do Definitely you know, with you know Instagram what I mean? these days, I feel yeah. like, yeah, there is a lot of people that do it for the, for the wrong reasons. But mind you, there is a lot of people that do it for the right reasons. And, too, and, but and, and, and that's, and that's, and that's, for, for, that's just something I've had to learn by leaning my ladder against the wrong wall on a, on a personal level. It's like, it's just like very, it just hit me like a, like a fucking truck. Mm. And and when things like that, you can't help but be radically honest with yourself when shit like that happens. You kind of you kind of can't you can't lie to yourself, can you? Mm-hmm. And I just I just I just honestly realised, girls, that for like twenty odd years, I was like, my whole life was just complete, completely predicated on trying to prove something to st- that I didn't even have to prove. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did you do when you realised that moment in your life? What did you do after that? I I didn't go near. I didn't I didn't pick up a I didn't pick up a skipping rope. I didn't go. I didn't put on a boxing glove. I didn't. I, I got completely away from 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 the sport because I needed that time to be able to reset myself and reevaluate. Why are you even fucking here, mate? Like you know what I mean. You got to yeah. be you got to be more authentic to to what to what you do. I realized that I loved the I loved the training. I loved all that aspect. I loved loved the good shit that it could do. But it wasn't. It wasn't about. I, I actually took professional boxing trainer out of my Instagram bio because I thought I, I'd 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 left it in there this whole fucking year that I'd stopped doing it. Mm. And I th- I sat there one day and I thought to myself, why why is that still there? And it's because I'd attached this feeling to this label that I'd given myself. Mm-hmm. And it's like when I stripped that label away, mm. it was like ripping the bandaid off my identity. Yeah. So what I what I'd done across that whole journey was like take away my identity of who I fucking was and that's some scary shit because if you if you I'd put everything into that identity mm-hmm. I'd attached my whole being to to boxing to boxing being a boxing trainer everything like the whole fucking everything like literally I can't even describe to you I can imagine it like I'm just thinking imagine you know just tomorrow taking off that like I baby bikini pro like it's literally status. your Instagram name. It's literally like <laughs> yeah. everything like that I lived for. Like I lived for the for the past like five years. Like yeah. where do you start? Like yeah, yeah. what that, do you do? Who are you? Like and, and I'd that, be so confused. And that and mm. that's and that's the problem. Like it's like for a lot there'll be a lot of young girls listening to this that obviously have these dreams and there's nothing wrong with having these dreams. But I think we've all got to make sure as human beings that we're being truly authentic to who we are. Now you can be a woman that wants to look like an IFBB pro, but mm. you don't have to. Be, you don't have to attach yourself to the IFBB pro status as your as your success point. The way the way, so when I stepped into podcasting, right, I did it and I did three episodes, uh, two episodes, and then I stopped, right, and then I had like a, a six eight months off, and then I sat down with myself and I thought to myself, why am I podcasting? When I started the podcast originally, it was all it was all to do about me, but as soon as I made it about something way bigger than myself and put a bit of purpose behind it. That's, that's when it, it was all about just doing the reps, one rep, one rep, one rep, and it wasn't about me getting to a destination. I think too many people out there are trying to get to a destination. But if you attach your whole being to getting towards a destination, i.e. IFBB Pro, i.e. Pro Boxing Trainer, i.e. Number One Podcast in Australia, if you attach your whole being to that, to that point, when you get there, you feel fucking empty because it was just about getting to one point rather mm. than the reps mm-hmm. so all I, all i'd say to anyone listening to this is like make sure that your goals are attached to doing the reps that you have to do for 10 years for five years or whatever you have to do in the gym with everything you're doing in social media whatever you're doing make sure it's attached to the reps rather than attached to the outcome mm-hmm. and then you can't get caught up in this thing where you you fit you you get to where you think you want to go and then you feel empty Yep, mm. I agree. I remember reading something somewhere where like true happiness is like found in the journey of things. So for example, like the if we're talking about bodybuilding, so like enjoying the process, enjoying, 
you know, the training, your body changing and everything. Whereas like, like you said, if you're attaching yourself to the end goal, you actually aren't going to get happiness out of that. Like you're flogging yourself through all those brutal moments to get to, you know, an achievement, for example, a win. And then, you know, you win and then that's when you go, okay, what, what now? Yeah, ex- ex- exactly right. Like, because you think about how much, how many reps and how much you, you girls put your body through. Like a lot, let, let's, let's be honest, like, but in, in, in what you do, at some points, you know, when you're leaning down for a show, sometimes you can lose your period. You can yeah. go through all this kind of stuff that not many men understand. But I do because I've spoke to a lot of bikini models and I look after a lot of them. But I understand all the stuff that, not all the stuff, but I understand a lot more about that most men. Most men don't understand that. Like you, you literally like, you're building your body up and then drain it down. You, you, you're playing with your emotions. There's a lot that goes into it for a woman, you know, mm, to go yeah. through all this. Like you put your body through fucking hell. You've got to make sure if you're putting your body through that much hell that the outcome that you're tr- trying to achieve, the outcome is the reps, not the end goal. Otherwise, you'll, you'll end up resenting the sport that you're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You don't, mm-hmm. you don't, you don't end up resenting what you, what you, what you supposedly love. Mm-hmm. You see that happen a little yeah. bit with competing. Like, um, you know, it happens with both guys and girls. They compete, 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 and then they get to a point where I suppose they decide, make that decision, okay, like this isn't for me anymore, and then they kind of end up resenting the sport and then they kind of badmouth the sport. Yeah. And, you know, it is uh, extreme sport, and that's the thing is like it is extreme, so what we do is extreme. You're getting down to really unhealthy levels of body fat, um, and then people kind of like then start, yeah, badmouthing it and bringing it down for the rest of us that are in it, enjoying it at the time. Um, so yeah, I think it is important to, you know, really understand your goals and really understand the sport you're in and, you know, when it's your time to leave, leave and, you know, be like, yeah, sweet. I enjoyed my time and move on. Don't like, I don't know, I suppose resent it. Yeah. And I think the only reason why people do resent some of the sports or have a a misconception with the sport that you girls are in is because of obviously like the reasoning it's just simply like the reasoning behind it i think you just got to be honest with yourself on the mm. reasoning i mean for you girls like what's 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 next for you in terms of like now you, because you've achieved this the status you've got the ifbb pro cards what what is next for you in terms of like what you want to achieve with all that i think for all of us we're all trying to get um to olympia so f- for us to get there we need to either qualify and win a show and um, that's a qualifying show um or we go on the point system most of us would be trying to win a show um, and then yeah to get to Olympia which is the pinnacle and yeah obviously you want to try and place top five top ten even come first obviously but you know I think for us at the moment it's just getting there and then go from there. Have you, have you ever thought about what happens when you get to that because I have no <coughs> d- I have no doubt that all three of you will get there but like what happened what happens after have you got anything planned? I know Steph yeah, and I planned. have had this discussion before <laughs> mm. we look at Olympia as a doorway to yes um a lot more um opportunity so i know for both of us in our businesses it is a good opportunity for yeah, that yeah yeah, yeah 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 that's how i see it yeah yeah no i like it i like it because you've obviously thought more about it but some some of the some of the people in your like industry you know like they're, they're telling me about they want to get to this point and i'm like yeah but what happens after, after. that after that mm. point like that yeah. th- that is that is entirely where it all went went completely fucking off the rails for me and and it affected me ma- massively for like years, yeah. for like two years of like, oh, who the fuck's Frankie then? Because I was completely attached, completely attached to this 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 thing. Um, and yeah, fucking, that was, how, that was how it felt. You see that a fair bit in different sports is like people attach their identity to that specific sport, even in the Air Force. So um, it happens all the time. A lot of people get severe depression leaving the Air Force or like the military because they attach their identity so heavily into being the military. So when they, when someone asks them, who are you? They say their job. So they're like, oh, I'm in the Air Force. So yeah. they attach their identity to that. And like, I still do that um, because, you know, it's a part of obviously what you've done, but it's not who you are. And I think when people leave that, so it might be rugby, might be soccer, might be, you know, bikini, bodybuilding, whatever. Um, I think when people leave, they do have that identity crisis and it can be, pretty like devastating if you don't know how to kind of come out of it yeah i think i think there's i think there's something i could give to your audience now that might that might add a little bit of value to their lives i mean if you just take out like a like a journal right now yeah and you just write down 
on, a, on one side of the piece of paper, like who you think you are, and then you write down the other side of the pe piece of paper who you want to be, you'll clearly see the disparities in what you've written on both sides of the paper if, you, if, you're, if you're abundantly honest with yourself right now. Because when you, when you do that, you, ca you can't lie to yourself. And this is not something that, that I see or the girls see or anyone else in your family needs to see or anything like that. But you need to be fucking radically honest with who, who you want to be and how you actually are in this moment. Because a lot of times, who people are and who they want to be or who they think they are and who they, who they actually are are two different things. And when, and when, and when, there's, that, when, when there's that confusion, you're not offering the world your authentic self. And as a direct result, you're going to get things that happen energetically to you and you attract you're going to attract certain things and certain patterns into your life because you're mm. not being yourself yourself mm -hmm. yeah. essentially and i think it's so important that we all know we all have half an idea who we want to be yeah and and i don't think many people journal i don't think many people ask themselves the fucking question of who am i yeah, yeah. and who do i want to be right because because i know that sounds fucking trivial mm. but it's powerful if you're honest with yourself yeah. on both pages yeah, I agree. I feel, oh, no. like, I feel like that's the kind of point I realised when I'm on my pro card, to be honest. Like, I think, like, my whole competing career, I was kind of the opposite. Like, I was, like, pretending to, like, you know, not want to be a successful IPB pro. I was just, like, on this journey of just, like, chasing it, but then, like, focusing, focusing on my other career aspirations um, as I was, I was doing at the time, like, sleep science and all that kind of stuff. And, um, and then, like, you know, around toxic people toxic relationships I want but when I won my pro card it was at that point I kind of realized I'm like this is actually what I want to do this is actually me and my passion and everything else in my life at the time I was like that wasn't really the true me I wasn't giving my authentic self to everyone um, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the outside world and that's when I went okay well I'm gonna flip my life around this is actually who I want to be I actually don't care about this fake life that I had this you know materialistic stuff all this so-called wealth um so yeah so i walked away from my life and i was like i'm gonna go chase my dreams and do exactly what i want to do i don't care if it's by myself i'm gonna pack up my life and go go all in on it what were some of the things that you were attaching like this so-called wealth to um so i was really career driven um i had this attachment of like wanting um i was living in big houses i was like you know this wealthy lifestyle like hanging out with like successful people and like yeah. business people all that kind of stuff and Try, actually, trying to look it yeah and like just like you know hang out with those people on the weekends like i just remember not not feeling myself and not feeling like i was fitting in because i wasn't being authentic and i wasn't being um the person who i was as in like i've got a very big heart and i like to you know give it to people and help and help people um whereas like i was just trying so hard to to fit in and have that that fake kind of like amazing life on the outside where it's just like that that wasn't what I wanted to do. Yeah, I, lo I love that you've had that realization. I think I think it's something that everyone who's listening to this and, and all three, um, all four of us in here, like, have all have all had to go through. It's like so it, that. That that's why it's it, it's critically important that everyone has that little word of themselves in their, in their own time in their own journal and just kind of gets it clear on like what they what they want for themselves because. So how many how many like men and women do you know that are, f are walking around and flop and, and putting pictures on Instagram of all these lavish lifestyles, trying to trying to lead, trying to trying to show the world what they think the world wants to see? Mm. Hundred. Whilst whilst people that have done the work are all sat there going, but like Josh, why can't you just be yourself, bruv? Because like if yeah. you're yourself, you know, you, if put it this way, the faster you find who the fuck you are, the faster you can attract the people that you want to attract into your life. The faster you can attract that nice man that you want to attract, the faster you can attract that nice woman that you want to attract if you're a man. like The, the sooner you can lean into your authentic self, the better, is from my personal experience. I agree. And I didn't start leaning into who I authentically was until I was like 30, 31. I'm 33 yeah. now. I've been doing the work. It's a fucking, and that's a journey in itself, but I love, I love every rep of it. But it's like, but it, but honestly, that has changed my life. Just just being just being open. Most men wouldn't be able to come on a bikini podcast with three women, like, and and have this raw conversation that we're we're having right now because mm. it's fucking vulnerable, isn't it? Yeah. Because you can think to yourself, ah, oh, you know, you're gonna get judged by all these women. Yeah, there might be ten women that judge you, but there might be ten women that resonate with you. So yeah. it's like kind of like it's kind of you you've got to put yourself out there and be and be like 
you know, your most vulnerable version of yourself and, and see what, and you're going to attract the right people and going to repel the others. Mm-hmm. That's why it's always, you should always work on being, being closer to yourself than ever. And if you've been your authentic self, I feel like, you know, you're always going to have people that agree with you, always people that disagree with you. And if you're being your authentic self, you're not going to care about the people that disagree with you and have the opposite opinion. Like, cool, that's okay. But it's mm. all about, you know, the people that do care and do see you for who you are is important. Whereas like the opposite is if you're you're not being your authentic self and you're trying to please someone, you're going to care about the people that have negative opinions about you. Let let, let me give you let me give you an example, right? From 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 uh, I I look after this bikini model, right? Very very famous, not in this country, UK, right? She'd spent a whole whole like two or three years, sim- obviously similar type of she does similar type of things to you girls, right? All her Instagram content was all like pictures of her with her ass out and you know all them ass shots and all that all that kind of stuff. Yeah, mm. so it's in a certain <clears> way. The problem the problem was she was attached to the amount when I spoke to her. She was attached to the amount of likes and the amount of engagement she got and the amount of sliding she got on the mm. on the predicated on this content. But then when she started to to go down the breathwork route and the mindset route and all this other stuff, every time she shared that, she got less engagement. So she so she then she then was like. Oh, but I can't post that because it's not engagement. And I was like, mm. "Yeah, but you're not. But don't you understand? The longer you go along posting mm. that, that's not authentically you. The further you are away from who yeah. you fucking are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even if you lost, call it a hundred thousand followers. In the grand scheme of things, with the amount of followers you got, it's not a lot, right? Yeah. And it's like those people aren't for you anyway. But you, you got more chance. One, you're going to be happier because you're posting the content you actually want to post. Mm-hmm. You're not just posting it for the vanity metrics. And two. You get you get you're just gonna you're just gonna be so much fucking lighter, happier, and energetic because you because you're not gonna feel like such a a pull to social media as you because you can physically turn up as who you fucking are every day. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. And I think I think so I think there's so many women out there potentially that that struggle with that, especially with working in content removal. Like eighty percent mm. of my clients are women, right? Yeah. In the fitness industry, fashion industry, and they all struggle with that one point such a pivotal thing i don't know if you guys have experienced yeah. it yeah mm. do you guys how do you how are you guys with instagram do you guys check your check your numbers of number of likes or your mm. engagements and stuff? i don't I, anymore i do like i check the engagement and stuff um yeah i have been i suppose like guilty of that like if something doesn't get enough engagement you then archive it or whatever or you go oh i'm not gonna post that because it's not gonna get much engagement or you know like and just kind of mixing up your content to be like, oh, I know for certain my bikini shots get way more, like as in like, you know, on the beach or whatever, they get way more uh, interaction than anything else. Like if I just throw up a f- like a photo of me, you know, out for a walk or something in gym gear, like doesn't get that much engagement. Where if I put up a photo of me like in a bikini, like damn, get some engagement. But is that the engagement you really want? Mm. Um, I actually posted a photo yesterday talking about um, editing photos and like um, – I've seen a few girls like edit photos lately and, you know, obviously it's pretty obvious that they have edited it because the, the background's a bit warped or whatever. And I was kind of just talking to a friend about it and I was like, well, you know, what makes us feel to do, like what makes us want to do that? You know, like it's like... It's I think it's pressure, isn't it? It's, yeah. There's it's so much pressure on, on, on being a woman on Instagram and being attractive because, mm. because like, let's face it, a lot of those photos that you girls post aren't for men they're for other girls yeah that you you want to it's like when you pick an outfit for going out on a night out yeah you want to look good for guys obviously but like you it's mainly to go out so the other girls think you look hot right yeah yeah this is what a lot of men don't understand a lot of men think you're getting dressed up for them but it's like no nah, no nah, you're, yeah. you're you're fully flexing on the other girls so you're actually as a byproduct, if this doesn't stop all all women out there are making all other women feel insecure Mm. and men get men get the blame for like toxic masculinity and all that yeah that's easy to blame that but like what about all the girls that are like the way when you said about that girl that posted that edited photo yeah it just makes me want to reach out to that girl and say and just say like look are you good like are you good yeah. Like, yeah. And just, <laughs> and just a bit just a bit yeah. just a bit of kindness rather yeah. than judging her for editing her photos oh no like i wasn't judging i was no, more no, no. like yeah being but, like i felt sad and then i was like well you know i've previously done that in the past like i've like edited like my teeth to make them look wider or whatever or what you know but it's like 
I then realized that that wasn't my authentic self. And I was like, no, I don't feel okay doing this. And I was like, you know what? Like if I got cellulite in a photo, like who cares? Like it is what it is. Do you know- take, a, take a step back. I want to ask you a question. Um, the fact that you're, you're noticing people are doing this. Yeah. Do you feel like you're comparing yourself to them or you, are you feeling, do you feel like you're consumed by caring about other people? Because in me, myself, I, to be honest, I don't look at my engagement at all. I don't look how many likes I get. Because, like, I'm going to post what the fuck I want when I want. <laughs> and I feel like I'm happy in myself that, like, I'm very authentic in myself that, like, mm. what I post doesn't matter. What people post doesn't matter. Whereas I don't look at people's stories. post a photo? Like, say, for instance, you posted a throwback the other day of you lean at a photo shoot. So you're saying that, like, you know, you wouldn't post a photo of you just, like, uh, I suppose, like, out for a walk and you didn't feel the best. Like... We post but things no because one would we really post something. Yeah, that's if what they I mean. Like so, like we post things to make ourselves feel good, and we post it for engagement. So I feel like it's it's easy to be like, oh, I don't, you know, I'm confident in myself, and I'm, I just post whatever I want. But we all deep down, we're all looking at what we're posting, and we all have business accounts. So we're all going, will that suit our business account? Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess for me on a personal level, like my. Um, if you go on if you go on my Instagram profile at Frankie Lee, right, you'll see that a lot of my content is like podcast related and a lot of other people talking and quotes and there might be occasional photo of me or occasional flex of me skipping or whatever just for just for a bit of banter. But like as soon as you make it about more than just you, in, I suppose in essence, yeah. that's when it changes. Like yeah. if you go on at Stephen right now and you look at Stephen's, who's a top podcaster in the UK look at all his content, it's all quotes, it's all videos and stuff like that, but it's nothing of, of he's not posting pictures of him in the gym or him at the, at the place. It's, it's all, it's all service to others type content. Mm, yeah. So I suppose, I suppose it, it depends what kind of, what you're trying to achieve. I, yeah. I get it. Cause you got, you girls are all like personal brands and in your space with what you're trying to do and what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. There needs to be like, there needs to be shots of you in bikinis and you know, do you know what I'm saying? There has to be that kind of content. Mm. For me, um, I went down, well, I first started my Instagram and I was posting lots of training videos. Yeah. And that's when my Instagram really took off. And I was also working with uh, another influencer and he had like over 100K followers. So I was getting a lot of um, people coming to my profile from him. That's what my Instagram was like for about two years. And then I moved home and I fell out of, I didn't fall out of training, but I didn't have a training partner to film my workouts. So I didn't know what to post. And I, that's when I went down the avenue, similar to the other lady you were talking about, posting mm. bikini photos. And yeah, I started yeah. posting just bikini photos, you know, selfies. And then it just didn't feel like me. And yeah, it's yeah, taken yeah. me a long time to get my Instagram back to how I want it to be. But I think for me, like, and I, see where you're coming from Steph like I also don't look at my engagement as much anymore because it can really just take over and it can control you as well and I feel like as long as I know that I'm putting content out that's going to help people that's what like like I care about helping people posting what I love and if people don't want to see it then I don't care like if they don't like it I don't care because I love it and I'm helping the people who you're helping the people who are your people is basically exactly. is basically what you're doing. You're, you're, exactly. You're basically basically as 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 three women in in the industry that you're in, you have got to call out your ideal demographic. Yes. That's that's the role of your Instagram. Your your Instagram's to call out who are my people. Yeah. But you, but you girls all know who you are, right? Mm. Just call out more people like that. And if you lose if if Jess loses if Jess stops doing bikini photos because she wants to call out a different type of audience and then and then she loses 10,000 blokes following her potentially I've actually deleted like 5,000 followers I just went through and just said deleted them because I wasn't getting enough um like engagement from the right people and I had too many males following me so I literally just went through and blocked a whole bunch of people deleted them all because and then I started getting more female interaction because like I run a female coaching business so yeah. having 60 70 percent males doesn't help me like nah, nah, so nah. Why, but but no but reason. the reason why you're getting 60 70 percent males it's is because of the content you're posting yeah yeah, right? yeah so so what I'm saying that, that, that that's precisely the point right now it's like you got to look at what you want and if what you want in life isn't congruent with what you're doing mm. which is essentially what that is then there's 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 disparity there and that disparity has to be worked out with you in your journal two pages 
Jess Johnson knows the true Jess Johnson, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. If she yeah. were, if she if she writes down if she writes down on two pages, those that you can't you can't get away from your own truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that was for me this off this off season. Whereas like there was a couple of months where like, you know, the comps were cancelled, so work was pulled back a bit because no no comps on for this year, and I was like bored, started going out, and I was like started going out every weekend. And at the start, I'm like, oh yeah, this is fun. And then every weekend as we kept going, I was just like, I really don't like this. And I really yeah. don't like these people that I'm surrounding myself with and, and the conversations I'm having with people that just don't align my goals. And I, through that whole two months or whatever, I felt so lost. And I'm like, this isn't me. It really isn't me. And ever since like the, probably about, you know, a month or two months ago, I've just been like, yep, I'm not going out at all. I'm going back to my gym life, just gym work, just in my routine. And I totally feel like myself again. Um but yeah, it was. It's it's good to have those that, little periods that, of like you get in the burly pub. Did you get in the burly pub? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> we're at the burly pub every weekend. Because <laughs> I, I saw you two on Instagram hitting burly pub hard. <laughs> like. <laughs> you were there a few times, yeah. <laughs> but it, but 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 that's that's how quick mm. you know you've just summed mm. it up there, Steph. Like that's how quick you can get pulled away from your from your from your true north star yeah. mm-hmm. if yeah. if you allow yourself to be influenced by something that isn't truly your thing Mm, but here's what most people aren't doing most people that listen to this have probably got the routine so they get up they probably do their their five five k walk up a fucking gradient in your industry they probably probably do that and they probably lift weights in the afternoon and eat all the prepped meals they have all that but if you haven't gone and set out a set of like an operating system or an operating procedure of how you operate as a human being on a, in a journal or something like 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 and really gone into depth with it, how mm. can you how can you ever say you can't rely on your willpower to say no to shit? Mm-hmm. It's like for me, right? I, I I was attracting the wrong type of women into my life, so I thought to myself, mm. okay, cool. That's that's a reflection on who I am. That's not their problem. That's a reflection on who I am. So I thought, okay, cool. So what do what do what do I want? So I wrote down what I want in a woman. So instead, I, I didn't put like a face to it or, or a look to it or nothing. I just wrote down what I wanted in a woman, and then because I because and what I and what I will and won't accept in my life. And when you write down that set of operating instructions as a man, it's powerful for you because it mm. stops you making dumb fucking decisions. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> I think I think I think the girls need to do it too. You need to yeah, operate because like y- you, you sometimes you can get like dragged into like oh yeah that guy with tattoos at the gym looks pretty fucking all right. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Potentially. Red flag. <laughs> but, but yeah, but you, but you girls love red flags. I agree. Yeah. And I feel like we, being in this industry, we're yeah. very prone to that anyway. Like I know, you know, a lot of um, I don't know bulky kind of looking guys that love the gym or you know love flexing the mirror and stuff at the gym we we attract that just naturally we're yeah, going to because yeah. we're yeah. you know we're you know in the bodybuilding industry but um yeah i've noticed that a lot but i think like making purpose changes and like you know drawing the type of energy um you got to put out what you want to attract exactly yeah. and yeah. then that that's People think that's all we want. It's like, no, we actually, that's not what we want. Like, I don't want, I don't want a bodybuilding it's partner. It's just like, what I we're attracting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but, yeah, but you only attract that girls because you perhaps haven't got a what you will and won't accept page in your journals or, 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 or written out. You know what I mean? Have you yeah. guys ever sat down and thought to yourself and, and written, written out clearly what you want in a man and what you will and won't accept in a man? Yeah. You have done that, all three of you. No, I haven't written it. I probably say, but about I have 89%. an idea. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, but here's the problem. Here's the problem with an idea. An idea requires willpower, and when you have willpower and no reference point, you're fucked. If if you decide what you will and won't accept in your life at any level, in your sport, in your relationships, in how people treat you, if you set a framework and you clearly articulate exactly how what you will and won't accept in every area of your life that's when you will start attracting everything that you want for yourself. Do you believe in manifesting? Yeah, 100%. I believe in energy. Energy is mm, energy yeah. is everything. Like it's, it, we're, we're all energy. That's it. I believe in that. I don't, yeah. don't believe in no gods, no religions, all that stuff. That just causes divide for me on a personal level. I just believe it that... I can feel people's energy and I feel, mm. I feel, I feel whether this person's for me or whether this person's not for me. And I'm mm. cool either way. I don't judge it. I don't judge... I don't judge my gut anymore. Like if yeah. I, I just trust it, I don't judge it. Mm-hmm. I used to always judge it. Like, ah, oh, no, no, you, that day. Do you know what I mean? I just, yeah. I just feel into it now rather and just be at peace with whatever I think. I saw this thing the other day and it said that um, if you are kind of 
attracted to someone sometimes that can be for good or for bad so sometimes you can't always trust yourself because for instance you can be attracted to someone that's there to teach you a lesson I feel 100% like mm-hmm. like let's go back to this this women thing with me right when the the reason so I, I had to figure this out right get this girls yeah and this is this is this no man will tell you this but I'll tell you this right so I I thought to myself why am, why am I like there's, a, there's why are all these women that I'm attracting yeah the the same type of women and I'm having the same type of problems here and when I did the work it was because to me my mother was emotionally unavailable to me and I was trying to seek attention and to get to get that love from my mum as a kid and when I when I realized that 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 corresponded to why I why I did boxing to try and prove a point that corresponded to why I became a boxing trainer that corresponded to every fucking relationship that I'd ever chased or tried to be in was because I was trying to I was trying to seek this validation from from this woman seek this love from emotionally unavailable women because they were they were a match to my mum. Mm. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Now that's fucking pretty daunting for a man to yeah. realize that at like 31 years old. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah. fuck. Mummy issues and daddy issues are actually a thing. Like 100%. people make jokes about it, but it's it's serious. Like if you have any sort of um, trauma from when you're growing up, for instance, like if you know, for females it's mostly your dad, and f- for guys it's mostly their mum um yeah so like if your dad's not around or whatever then you're always like kind of going to be seeking love from that person i guess in yeah. your future relationships it's like this it's like you almost get stuck in a cycle yeah and yeah. what and what you've got to do in relation to what jess has said there is and i'll tell you so i the way i got over it and the way i moved past that point so that i could i could just be myself again and, and just start attracting the right energy was i had to go back and go back to to when I'd first felt that emotion with my mum as a child and kind of and kind of sit I did it with breath work mm. so I so I did I, I, I did breath work with Lino right yeah. Do you know Lino yeah yeah and and I really I really I really felt into that, that first moment that, that this showed up in my life and and I went back enough I know it sounds a bit woo-woo to you girls but I went back and I kind of I've, I've forgiven my mum about that mm. because what I didn't realise or what I'd never considered was my mum had had a child before I was born that had died, right, of, mm. of spina bifida. Now, you imagine being that woman. Now, you fall pregnant. You're not expecting to fall pregnant. You have, a, you have, another, ch- you have another child on the way. Yeah. You imagine how much worry that woman is carrying inside her body, which is all, is all being transmuted to me in the womb right now. Yeah. yeah? Then I'm born. And she's not. She's thinking, "Fuck! I don't know whether this kid's gonna live or die." Yeah. So I don't want to get too close to him. So there's that disconnection with me and my yeah. mum. So I've had to go through all of that and come back and 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 look at it from a whole different perspective. So a lot of the things that are traumatizing you, the listeners, and you girls in here, are all things that you have to go back and look at with like thirty year old eyes or whatever age you are eyes, and and look at it from a different perspective of how the other person might have been feeling in that particular time. And then that allows you to become peaceful with not only with yourself, but with, with your family members. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I've done that um, therapy before, actually, where I've gone back to when I was like eight, I think. And yeah, yeah did the yeah. same thing, forgave myself, forgave my mum and moved yeah. forward from it. Yeah. It's called um, family, family therapy, I think. But yeah, I've also done CBT as well. But yeah. I did breath work, work this morning. Yeah. Um, not this morning, but last time I did breath work, I actually cried. It's yeah. just like your energy just comes up. And I, I didn't feel sad. It was just the energy was coming up and it's like I almost felt grateful. So, yeah. Can we describe, so our, can we describe to our listeners what breathwork is? Because I feel like yeah. a lot of people yeah. wouldn't know. I'll give you a bit of context into breathwork. But before before we go into breathwork, I think I should give you a bit of a clarity of how I found breathwork because that, mm. might, that might help a lot of people. Mm. So... I'd been doing, bre- I'd, I'd done the call to be conscious breath work on the beaches where you, where you go and you, you obviously breathe and you, you, you breathe and you feel, you, you look inward basically is the only way I can describe it. Right. Mm. So I'd done that kind of surface level breath work. So where you go to a beach and obviously I think Jess can explain this a little bit more after I finish this, but like I've done, I've done that, done that surface level stuff. And then I thought to myself, fuck me, there's some, there's something here that, and something here I'm missing, like I'm missing my, I can't fucking move. I can't, I can't, op- I'm not operating at my full fucking capacity here. So I'd, I'd had Molly Jane on the podcast who owns Well Work with Chloe Zepp. 
and uh, I saw her on her Instagram stories that she shared. She's she 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 was doing this like a car tarot card reading. I thought, do you know what? This is so far out of what I'd normally do. Let's do that because I want to start doing more of that. Mm. So I go around her place. She reads all my cards, and then she says to me, "Logically, you'd got over all this stuff, Frankie. Logically, your logical mind has got over all this stuff, but emotionally, you'd not got over none of this shit. Like it's all trapped <laughs> within. It's all it's all trapped within. It's all trapped within you in a cellular level." Mm. So I said, okay, cool. I accept that. What the fuck do I do then, Moles? Like, what? How do I sort this out? Because I don't want to be an emotionally unavailable man right now. Do you know what I mean? That's not my mo. Like, what, what do I do? She goes, you need to, you need to breathe into it. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll tee you up with Lino. So I, so I get Lino. I get. I, I said to Lino, I rings Lino. I said, Look, I need you to help me do this. And he goes, I know, just a thing. I sat down with an hour with him. Lino's a top breathwork guy on the Gold Coast. So anyway. Lino comes round the first session. We breathe into into this into what, what they term as space. So it's te- so the only way I can describe that is where you 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 take inward inward breaths and you're breathing into a certain part of your body that feels tension, that feels like you've got something trapped within it, and you kind of try and release it. Mm. The second breathwork session. Bearing in mind these breathwork sessions are like an uh, an hour of like. Because we're doing deep work now, it's like an hour of like talking to find out exactly what you want to achieve, and then it's like an hour, hour and a half deep work of breath. Right. This second time, he said to me, "Right, Frankie, uh, there's so much emotion trapped in your body from all this childhood stuff that you've had hung up with, like these breakups with women, this this relationship with your mum, all this shit that you need to release. Oh, we've got to go deep, and and when we go deep with this breath work." there's going to be a lot of emotions and I just want you to sit with it. And I'm thinking to myself, I feel good. Like I, I don't feel great, but I feel all right. Like honest to God girls, right? I, 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 I went to a different fucking place. I went to a different wow. fucking place. This, this, this thing. And it was like, I see, I was seeing colors and all this crying was coming out. I mean, like I was purging, like in this crying and emotion and like, I've never cried so hard in my life. I'd always push that down within me and it just all came out. And I cried for a fuck it, about half an hour through just fucking breath work, like deep <laughs> emotional <laughs> shit. Like I know you laugh girls, but I'm oh, just, I'm just being yeah. honest with you. Yeah? So I cried like a motherfucker. Yeah. And I'm thinking about that. And, um, I tell you now, like it was the best fucking thing I've ever done because it allowed me to, to be at, at like full peace again and just kind of and just kind of I feel I felt lighter because you you don't realize how much trauma is trapped in you at a cellular level yeah and Lena was explaining to me that when you when you've got trauma within your cells and within your energy fields it's like a it's like it forms like a hard layer around a cell that should be allowed to with at cellular level a cell should allow things to pass in and through and out of it but when you've got trauma wrapped around a cell, if you look at it on, under a microscope, traumaed cells that carry that kind of energy and that kind of that kind of um, bad energy, they've got like a hard walled lining around, which doesn't allow anything in and out. If you have if you have that trauma stored within your body, it blocks you from a tr- from achieving your true highest kind of self. I know it sound, mm. this might sound a bit woo woo, no, and and, and I and I thought this was fucking absolute bollocks until. I fucking went through it and I was like, shit, this needs fucking more people to to do it. So I'm actually going to do a podcast with him about it because I can honestly tell you in, in three or four breathwork sessions, he knows me better than my parents know me after, mm, after yeah. 30 odd years on the planet because he's sat with me and held space for me in places that I'd never been as a man before. Mm. And that's some powerful shit. Mm-hmm, totally. Honestly. I got we I haven't done as much um breath work and stuff as what it sounds like you have, but um we we started going to the cool cool to be conscious sessions um every Sunday morning. Um I think we did it for a few months um yeah. as a group and it was really great. And I remember the first few, I absolutely hated it. And I was like, I don't want to go this. I had ang- I was anxious in there the whole time, like this isn't me. Like I was in denial. I was like, nah, nah, like I don't need this. And um, I was only going because I wanted to go to breakfast with him. <laughs> <laughs> we know. <laughs> um, and I think I was like on the fourth session and I actually like, I don't know, I just like finally um, accepted it. And I, I really, 
you know, and I started started going back and I started getting addicted to it and I actually started feeling a lot at peace with myself and I remember sitting there a few times just just crying on the beach, just yeah. like. <laughs> and, and do you know what, right? There's nothing wrong with a man, a man or woman crying mm. like in these kind of in these kind of environments, because the reason why people do breath work is because they want to they want to turn up as a better version of themselves, mm. right? When you take away the self judgment from that, you and you feel into it, that's when you can be. That's when you can find that inner peace and start to deal with this shit. But we've all got shit to deal with. Everyone that's listening to this right now has got shit to deal with. There's a, there's there's a lot of things in this podcast that would have come up for you that's probably hitting your ears at the right time. You probably need to do the journaling. You probably need to look into breath work. You probably need to look at why you're doing shit that you're doing in your life right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They might be listening to this podcast and they, they, they might, they might want to, they might think, oh, I want to be Jess. I want to be Jess. But like, you're, you're only, you're not going to be Jess. You're going to be you. So mm. why don't you, why don't you figure out exactly who you are and be you rather than trying to be someone else? Not nothing. Nothing beats someone who's willing to do the work because you can yeah. have deep. You can have. You're going to be surrounded by people that you can have more than surface level conversations with. Mm-hmm. It's like you. You were talking about going out, Steph. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like when you were going out, you were having conversations with dead energy men, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if you're <laughs> now the reason why you're having conversations with dead energy men with no chat is because you put yourself in an environment with dead energy men and no chat, mm-hmm. right? And you chose to put yourself there. Right, but when you do do something like that, that probably isn't into your authentic self, you don't need to judge yourself for that. You just need to observe that and move on. But you don't need, but you don't need to judge yourself on that. You don't need to say, "Oh, bad, bad stuff," and start fucking punishing yourself for it. Yeah, because that's what a lot of women do. They go, they go extreme into one area, and then they go extreme self judgment, which damages your self esteem, and then and then it becomes a negative cycle, and you've put more trauma into yourself. But that's not the goal here. The goal is to is to is to stop doing that, right? Yeah. So when you feel like you've gone off your authentic self path, and you're leaning into something like Steph was experiencing, and you're and you're thinking to yourself, "Fuck me, these are dead conversations. I'm not getting no joy, no fulfillment, no no. It doesn't light me up." Don't fucking go and and think bad of yourself. Be kind to yourself, but just be fucking aware, and then don't repeat it. Yeah, I think it was good in the way that it just made me realize like, and just confirmed what I was doing previously to that is exactly who my authentic self was. And that, that was a path I wanted to go down to, not this other route of going out. Um, Cause before I got into competing, I was very, very heavily into that. I was like getting it, going on the weekend, getting absolutely smashed, like just like yeah. living the party life. And then, um, yeah. And then I guess competing got me out of that. So this was like the first opportunity I kind of had to, you know, pull myself back in that situation of how I used to be in that environment of where I used to be and being back in that environment and really not liking it and not feeling myself, it kind of confirmed like, okay, yeah, this is this is patterns what I was used to do previously in my life and that's not who I want to be and that actually isn't me. So I'm going, you know, that, it confirmed it. We can, we can all do that. We can all revert back to type as well. Mm-hmm. So like if there's a pattern in your life that you haven't accepted and not looked into – it will keep repeating in your life, you know. You'll keep attracting the same type of partners that give you the same type of problems. You'll keep attracting the same type of fucking injuries, the same type of everything. If you don't change the fucking pattern, right? Mm-hmm. If you're if you get if you're continually getting an injured fucking knee because of a certain way you're training, you wouldn't fucking keep doing it, would you? <laughs> no. So why the fuck would you would you keep repeating the same pattern with people in your life, the type of people you surround yourself with, or mm. the type of people you date? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yep. It's like if you if you know every time that if you know every Saturday if you know you're good training, you're eating and you're doing the nutrition for your bikini body and you know that's your goal. Why would yeah. you go why would you go out to fucking Burley Pav at the weekend, get on the bags and end up with some geezer with tattoos? I love your honesty. It's so funny. Like it's, 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 just, it's just the fucking truth though, isn't it? Like, yeah. let, like this is a raw, it's a real raw podcast, right? Yeah, that's no, fucking, definitely. That's about as real and raw as I can be with it. Like, so, but you got, but that's all comes down to self-respect. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a self-respect. So you got to give yourself that self-respect because you've, it's, it's, it's within all of us. The self-respect, yeah. but you have to respect yourself before you can expect others to respect you and to align with you. Simple as that. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And like on that as well is, you know, obviously what we do as bikini athletes is one extreme. And then when, you know, comp got cancelled and then we were going out, we were 
we're zero to a hundred. Like mm-hmm. we're either yeah. full bore into like competing and like, you know, meal prep, la la la, or we're like full on like, let's go out every weekend. We don't do anything half-assed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, only, it's only because we had, like we didn't have the options to do comps. So like when that was taken, well, I don't know about you guys, when for me, after the, the March comp, I wanted to go to US in July. And I was like prepping for it, prepping for it. And I wouldn't accept that we weren't able to fly overseas. I was like, no, we can make it happen. Like, fuck it, I'm doing this. And then it got to a point where I realized we actually couldn't. And we literally had no option. Like we couldn't we couldn't go do what we love. We couldn't go compete. So I was just like, well. And then I guess, yeah, I've spiraled down into like, hmm, okay, well, we're zero, zero to 100. That's just our personality. What's something else I can go zero to a hundred? And I was just kind of like, I suppose the bandaid effect in the meantime, like we're still training hard, eating hard, like dieting hard Monday to Friday. But, but you're also twerking hard on yeah. the close friends. <laughs> yeah, I see it. I, I see it. <laughs> <laughs> do these girls know that I'm in the close friends? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 They, do now. They, they do now. They do Yeah. I saw, I saw, I saw a lot of twerking in Burley Pav toilets going on. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot. There's a lot of backing up going. I'm like, girls, you got to calm the fuck down. We need to chill, and we have. We've. We haven't. I haven't had a drink for a month. I think it's been over a month now. Oh, it's been at least like six, seven weeks. Yeah, we've. Yeah, we kind of just stopped, and then we're like, okay, sweet. And like, not saying that you can't drink or anything. Like, you know, it's all about balance, guys. Like, you know, enjoy life. I'd. I'd like to put a little bit of context on the drink and drug things for a lot of people. Because I want to, I want to put this around the around their ears because I want them to understand it. Mm. There's nothing wrong with 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 the drinking and the and not so much the drug taking, but let's just <laughs> let's just say it right. There's nothing wrong with the drink or the drug taking, or if to a certain extent at a certain level, but you have to understand that when you're doing when you're doing drink when you're drinking in excess and when you are t- like on the fucking bags and all this shit that you're on, right? You're doing that that tells you in that moment that you're, you're trying to get away from something. Mm-hmm. Again, you don't need to judge yourself from that, but it's your fucking job right now to find out what you need to get away from every Saturday. Because yeah. if that's something that keeps repeating in your life, mm. that's showing you a pattern. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, it's just about observing. It's, it's, more, it's more about not judging. It's more about observing these patterns. And, and drugs, drugs are something I think locally here on the Gold Coast... Mm. Show show me exactly where you're at. I know when I first moved here and like I met you guys and we had a good group, we started going out. I was enjoying it and I loved like the company, but I have never enjoyed drinking, to be honest. Like yeah. just never. It's never really been me. Even when I turned 18, I probably went out like four weekends and I was like, nah, I want to go train and eat clean and just progress. Mm. And um, I got over it a little bit sooner than you two yeah like here and then I started doing my Saturday night gym sessions and um and then a few weeks later you guys were on the same page as me as well yeah and we all just kind of stopped going out but yeah I just personally don't like drinking I feel like shit and I don't feel like me either Mm. I feel like a lot of people use like of that they definitely use like drinking and drugs and such as a a band-aid effect set definitely 100% 100% I've never done drink and I've never done drugs in my entire life. But one thing that I used was I, I, I had sex addiction at one point in time years ago, right? Probably about three or four years ago, I had sex addiction, right? And that was all predicated on the same thing because that was all just about temporary highs. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Dopamine hits. Dopamine hits, yeah. dopamine hits, dopamine hits. You know, I had every fucking dating app going. Like I dating apps, I was fucking Instagram. Everything was fucking flying. But, but I was soulless and empty mm-hmm. because not just physically empty, but I'm talking about like uh. men. <laughs> I, I, I'm just like- I think you're empty in other places too. <laughs> <laughs> but do, do you know what I'm saying though? Like yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it, it manifests into your life as something. So whether it's drink, drugs or sex, and I'm talking about not just sex with one person, I'm talking about sex with multiple people. Like it's showing you something about yourself and Mm. every single one of them that you do at any more than a sociable level is, is telling you that you've got something to work on inside. Yeah. Right. That actually needs attention. Right. So if you're, if you're a beautiful young woman out there and you're going out and you're getting hit by three guys a week, that's telling you something you need to fucking address, isn't it? Mm, like, yeah. I'm just being straight with you. Yes. I'm just being straight with you. Yeah. If, 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 because, because I don't care what anyone says, like women and men are different in that type of scenario. And it's, it's different for a woman it, because it's all, it, it goes against 
your your self-respect level for yourself doesn't it at a, cer- at a certain extent there's nothing wrong with it to a certain extent but there's 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 other things you have to be you have to be mindful of mm. i feel like being um self-aware is like probably the biggest key you can have to know who your self is um claire and i were actually having this conversation <laughs> last Very saturday night and um, uh, girl, girls <laughs> girls girls are getting D- dnms last night let's um, go let's go let's go <laughs> so, i want to hear this i want to hear yeah. this um, I guess always, always just like when I'm by myself, I always, I'm, a, I'm an overthinker. I always think about pretty much everything. What's his name? And I always like, <laughs> one thing for a while, I was thinking like, what is the actual best value? Like the best, the best uh, trait you can have as a person. And like, because mm. you think about it all like, um, it's all like a tree. And I was at a right away event probably about a month ago. And we had this emotional, uh, motivational speaker, which kind of sparked my thought about this. And she was like, what's three traits that you value the most? Like what's your true three values? And everyone was like throwing all these different values. And I was like, you know what? There's, there is so many, but like they all relate to each other in a way. And um, anyway, so going back to the, the self-awareness is like everything goes back to self-awareness, I feel. If, you, if you're self-aware, you know exactly how you respond to things you exactly what? know your your values and where you want to head and things like that where it's like um if you're not self-aware then you can't really do the groundwork to know when you're you know you're responding to trauma or what you need to work on and how you're reacting to certain conversations and the people that you surround yourself with so if you kind of go back to being self-aware you can actually control your life you can control where you put your energy to and um, versus, you know, going down the wrong path and or going full in on your own journey or where you want to be. And you know how you create more self-awareness in your mm. life, don't you? You, mm. you? you do it by spending more time with, with yourself sat in silence. Mm. I know it sounds yep. stupid, that but you, can, you learn a lot about yourself if you... And, I'm, I, and when I say sat in silence, I mean take yourself to, to, to a room or a, a place in nature or a beach or whatever with no fucking phone no social media, no bullshit, no distractions, and just sit with yourself for like 15, 20 minutes, half an hour, hour, however long you, you feel is necessary. But to be able to sit on your own and go through that stage where ultimately you feel bored as a human and you think to yourself, oh, I have to go and get something to do. No, you don't. Mm. No, you, you can just sit and and be in your own self for that moment and Again, that requires not judging yourself for not being busy. Because every, 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 I bet most of the people that you know in your industry, all, all these girls want to be fucking busy all the time. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, we want to be busy, we want to be training, we want to be on the Instagram, we want to be there, we want to be there, we want to be drinking, we want to be this, we want to be that. Fuck, girl, sit by yourself. Mm. Like, mm. because you'll learn so much more. And you'll get, you'll get to where you want to get to a lot quicker because you'll actually know one way you want to go and you'll actually identify things within yourself. You might just be sitting there for 35 minutes and then it might spring up in your head that fucking the, the three, your three best mates, you have no connection with. Mm-hmm. And it's all just been, it's all just been like a service based, surface, la- surface level type shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but, but unless you, unless you spend your time sat with yourself and, and, and feeling into, into that, you ain't got, you ain't got shit. You're just, you're just constantly in this flywheel of being busy all the time. You've got nothing. That actually makes me think back to, the second time I moved to Melbourne, um, I shared like a bit of my story with you guys on the podcast. I think it may have been the struggles episode. Yeah. Um, when I was in Melbourne, I was going through like a, just a hard time and I was seeing a doctor fortnightly and this doctor was a two hour train ride um, away from where I was living at the time. I remember I was seeing this doctor for 12 weeks every fortnight and I would sit on the train on my own like I moved to Melbourne on my own as well. So it was all just a very like on my own kind of trip. And then there was no like internet access on the train. There was nothing. I could either bring a book or just sit there and I'd have my earphones in as well. And it just really like reminded me of what you were just saying. I feel like I really connected with myself and I found myself through all those train rides. I just remember thinking and sitting there and just putting pieces together and just coming to terms with who I really was and what I wanted to get out of life and like that's a big memory of like for me of how I found myself. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. those like just train rides on my own. Yeah, it, it, because so you, because what you're giving yourself in that moment is you're giving yourself an opportunity to obtain clarity yeah. you've never had before. 
and and there'll be a lot of men and women that listen to this that that have never given themselves that time mm. and that fortitude on their own to be able to gain that kind of level of clarity and like i wouldn't have given myself that time but i was forced to like what else was yeah. i meant to do you just sit there and think and that's the thing though yeah. you, sh- you shouldn't be f- you shouldn't have to be forced to no. to find it mm. you should you should actually go and seek it yeah from from literally the moment you just get off this podcast go and sit with yourself mm. for an hour on with no phone and i promise you if this isn't the most powerful fucking experience that you've had in your life and and you really get straight in your mind right now exactly who you want to be how you want to turn up you know how you're operating and and don't judge yourself on the thoughts that come in don't judge yourself just just mm. just just be with them and just and just keep sitting there keep sitting there and I, I, you'll, you'll just become more and more and more peaceful with yourself over the time period and the longer you can do it the better i honestly think um that's why when people travel they get so much self-clarity it's because they are sitting on trains or planes for so long or sitting in cars and yeah. you know and mm. i found that for me as well when i was flying all the time uh, there is no internet so i was just sitting on the plane i'd either read or i'd just kind of sit there with a the tea and i'd just kind of look out the window and just i suppose like meditate a little bit and that's when i realized like what i really wanted to do and yeah it just gave me so much clarity i think yeah no def- de- definitely like sitting on your own is, is is the one is the one it's the hardest thing to do mm. because nobody's telling you to do it but it's the only thing that you should do to for yourself because it's just it's just all about giving yourself some time because you think about when we were, were all like proper young there wasn't any there wasn't we we were we were still in the age where there probably wasn't smartphones right yeah we you kick a ball about if you mate or you go fucking i don't know what you girls were doing but whatever you were doing but it wasn't but it wasn't but it wasn't involved it was about playing and being present right rather than taking yourself to 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 like social media have you ever noticed in a in a lift or at a restaurant when you when your friend goes to the toilet you like people pick up their fucking phones yeah when when I go down Burley Path, I just I literally if my mate goes to the toilet I'll be be sat there I'll just observe the world (laughs) going by yeah, and I just watch. I watch all the bags that change hands at the fucking bar. I watch. <laughs> I watch all. Mm. I watch all the fucking little. The girls walk by six times to get one bloke's attention. I watch. I watch all the subtleties, and it, and mm. it's like I just. I just let my mind wander, and I just observe people, right? And it, and you feel better than going into your phone and be, sat in another world because you're actually there. Like, why why wouldn't you just be present in the actual mm. environment you're actually in? All I'm, uh, and what I'm, what I'm essentially saying is, wherever you go in your life or in your day, always be present where you are. Mm-hmm. That's the most important thing. That's the key thing. It's like when you're in the gym, be in the gym. Yeah. When you're in the fucking, when you're in, when you're in the steam room, be in the steam room. When you're with your friends, be with your friends. Yeah. When you're with your family, be with your family. Don't be in other places when you're, when you're, when you can be in that present moment, because mm-hmm. that is the gift of the whole fucking yeah. point. Yeah. You're missing the whole point if you don't sit mm. in the present moment like when when i'm in this podcast i'm present with you three i'm not thinking about what's going on on fucking instagram i'm present in this moment and i'm just feeling this and then and then when this ends i'll go f- the next moment i reckon it's a big thing in relationships doesn't matter it doesn't matter if it's your friendships you know intimate partner um but i remember actually when jess and i went for dinner one night i remember it being my it was my birthday and she took me out to this um this dinner and the table next to us were this kind of elderly couple um, dinner with just the two of, two of them, and it was quite a you know uh, um, a vibey restaurant. It was, like it was really yeah, yeah, really kind of intimate like vibey um, restaurant, and they were just both on the phones the whole time, and you could just tell like that they, they were just so just so separated and it was kind of yeah disconnected, kind of sad, and I feel like that's kind of the um, you know I guess the world that kind of unless you're mm. like aware and you're being present that's kind of the world that we're heading into and it does you know social media world and always being on our phones and things like that i feel like that's really um creating that disconnect with everyone yeah 100 percent. and my mum and dad right in england they get they've they've been indoctrinated into this news and this narrative and my mum's on fucking facebook on her phone and because they don't years ago that Older people like mum and dad would have allowed themselves to have the boredom stage or to sit and talk. But but there's a lot of older people that have gone that have reached out to like Facebook now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's so many so many of our mums and dads are all on the Facebook now. 
all buying into different narratives, whatever narrative they're seeing on these social media platforms. And it's like the roles are reversed. Yeah, and I we've, do. Yeah, and we've, and, and they're, actually, they're actually getting worse and worse. Mm-hmm. And I was just checking my phone to see if Chris wanted to come up. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was just talking about it. I'm like checking my phone. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I just had a message. So I was just checking. You know. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It wasn't Chris. Who, no, it wasn't Chris. Which so geezer right. was this, Jess? <laughs> it was actually DHL. Oh, trying d- to get my details to um to drop a parcel off. Yeah. What you ordered? <laughs> I think it's one of those scam, like the scammy texts. But anyway, we're getting off um off track. <laughs> 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 she doesn't know what she doesn't want you to know what she's really ordered. Yeah. No, it was definitely a scam. Anyways, so are you guys happy to finish off with something that you're grateful for? I'm just grateful for like all the things that are happening with, with my podcast and and all the lives that it seems to be touching right now. Obviously mm. if you if you if any of you guys want to listen to the Frank the Frankie Lee podcast on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, all that at Frankie Lee on Instagram, but I'm just fucking hyped about that and all the guests I've got coming on. I've just had uh, Sophie uh, Gwidlin on. She was talking about, some, some, we talked about some fucking wild stuff. Like <laughs> wild stuff. She, she's IFBB pro. And yeah, I've got some other big guests coming on as well. I'm just great. I'm just grateful because I'm actually doing what I fucking love rather than, because content removal was, was just a cash flow play for me, whereas this podcast lights me up on a different level. So, I'm yep. just grateful that I'm actually fucking leaning into what lights me up, even though, and, and it not being about money, yep. not just being about a money play. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so totally. I'm grateful for mm-hmm. that. Totally. Yeah. I feel, I feel very grateful. Do I love to, and um, be able to work with all my clients and that um, sharing my passion and my love, um, what I love for it. hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. Definitely grateful for living here. It's beautiful, especially like through COVID and everything being on the Gold Coast was, yeah. So grateful yeah. that we were, still open you could go to the gym you could go for a walk like we didn't really get shut down that much where being in sydney or melbourne would have been tough mm-hmm. so just really grateful for that yeah well i'm the same like i'm grateful for the past seven months because i am from Wollongong, which is new <laughs> south wales mm. and i moved just in time so i'm grateful that i yeah got the opportunity to live like this lifestyle and for what's to come as well yeah um and also for my family they've been so supportive since I've been here and they're supportive for what's to come as well. And I get to see them finally Yay. next oh, on Monday. So that's hyped. I'm, yeah. I'm hyped for you. Thanks. I'm buzzed for you. Yeah. Cause I know how much it, how much it campaign you're missing your family. Yeah. In that. Mm. It's like a big chunk mm. that's been missing. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think there's a lot of people that listen to this and a lot of people out there that, that would have been struggling for this point. And let me tell you, I feel you totally. Cause mm. like two and a half years is too long. I can't even imagine. I'm dying after seven months. Like yeah. that's a long time, two and a half years. Yeah, that's that's that, that's part that's part of the reason I thought to myself, you know what, maybe maybe it's time to kind of you know, maybe just not spend twelve months a year in Australia. Maybe you know, maybe spend six months a year here. Mm. Or maybe like five months and not be a tax resident. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you know that's what I mean? Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. just it's just you don't realise how far away you are until they start locking borders down and being, yeah. ridi- and being mm-hmm. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And you like you're I mean? not allowed to go back and see them. Yeah. Mm. I could I could have got out at any time, to be fair. With a British passport, you could have got out at any time, rather if you think. But it's just it's just like when you've when you've when you've built when you've tried to build something here, it's kinda yeah. It's coming back, you know, and me locked in a hotel room for two weeks. Not ideal. Not not my mm. vibe. Not Aww. my vibe. See, that's the good thing about England. You see, you fly back into England, they just go, "Oh, just quarantine, just quarantine for like two days or, or however long, five days." Yeah, and you're just like, yeah, and then you're out in the community. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're out in the community, passing the virus round <laughs> after <laughs> half an hour, spreading it like that. Jess, <laughs> <laughs> you filthy animal. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be a podcast with a Frankie if it wasn't a joke like that. Yeah, yeah, honestly, <laughs> I'm all about the filthy jokes. All right, well, with that, we better say goodbye. Thanks, guys. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, thank you for having me. No, thank you. Appreciate you coming on. All right, yeah. bye. 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 Much love.